Hey everyone, welcome back to a Slice of Empathy podcast. It's been quite a minute. We've had a bit of a unintentional break or hiatus, I should say. Um, I had to take a little bit of a break after suffering for some from some burnout. Um, and there was a lot of things going on in the background, a lot of life things happening and, and going on. So I decided to take a step back a little bit and kind of evaluate um, my priorities a bit and kind of shifting some things that are on my plate. Um, and it took me a minute. It was actually my mom's uh, suggestion um, to, you know, if you watch my YouTube channel, you, you'll know that I probably updated at least three to four times a week. And the time that it took to record the videos, not only just recording the videos, but to edit the videos each week, in addition to having a full-time job and other responsibilities, I was I had I was just so busy and I had so many other things going on um, on the weekend and I just felt like I just never could just relax and so I took a little bit of a step back I had actually intended to come back from the hiatus about a month ago but I just kind of honestly went with the flow I felt like I wasn't really quite ready yet and I think a lot of it was I didn't want to disappoint anyone maybe you guys can relate um, and. I try to be as consistent as possible when I stick to a date, but also I had a previous boss tell me at one point, you know, we're not saving lives. <laughs> no one's going to die if a podcast doesn't go up or, you know, if something doesn't get done, right? Um, you know, we're not, it's not a life-saving uh, profession. So I had to take that time unintentionally that I needed for myself. And so officially we're going to be going into season two of a slice of empathy podcast we're in season two now and yeah I, I still want to go on with the intent of sharing my life story I think we're kind of getting towards the end of that um to present day anyway and um yeah so I'll before we get started I'll go ahead and share in share with you some of new some new life updates um things that have been kind of going on as I mentioned I've been doing a little bit with burnout and some of the things that I took away from that time off is I decided to I am going to stick to a once monthly podcast schedule because that's realistically what I can maintain at the moment if I have any extra time or uh, I will try and get a a bonus episode up um, whenever feasible but right now once monthly seems doable Um, and on my YouTube it's probably going to be once a week consistently I have moved into uh, Instagram reels and TikToks a little bit more, um, you know, it's a little bit more time saving and I have cut back on some of the YouTube videos that I've been doing just because there's just other things that I want to focus on. And so I just took those couple of months and tried to regroup and kind of come back Um with hopefully things a little bit more together. Um, the last couple of months, I have been honestly reading a ton. Uh, and I don't know what happened. Like over the years, I used to go to the library a ton. I was a total bookworm as a kid. Um, friends were bookworms. Went to the library like every day after school. And I don't know, like when we first moved up to Sacramento, 
we did go to the library a bit within like the first year or so, but we've been here nine years. And so I'd say for the past eight years or so, um, we just really haven't. And I don't know, my husband and I would go, he, he's really into um, true crime novels. That's his thing. I'm into romance and uh, like not typical romance. I used to, uh, honestly, I have a guilty pleasure for Harlequin, but I prefer like the romance mixed in with suspense or mystery, uh, something to kind of keep you a little bit on your toes or on the edge of your seat. Um, so that's really kind of what I've been kind of looking for. And so um, I actually joined the library in my city. I think I've only in the seven, no, almost eight years I've been living in the city. I, I think I'd only been to this library once, really small. Uh, but they have a network where you can place holds online and then just pick up books at your library from wherever it is within the city or the county. Um, so that's been really, really cool. That's, that's kind of more of been the last month or six weeks or so that I've been doing. And it, for those of you who don't already know, my husband and I renewed our vows early in May. It was our 15th wedding anniversary and we went to Kona, Hawaii. It was such a magical time. We had a blast, 100% um, do it over again. And I think also leading up to that point, we were just super, super stressed. And I don't know about you guys, but as much as I love the travel, I don't love the anxiety leading up to it. Um, the planning <laughs> uh, can be kind of stressful. You know, of course, saving money, things can get expensive. And Hawaii is, in particular is expensive. And we were nearing the point where we were thinking that we may have had to postpone the trip to maybe November, uh, which is also still a really nice time to go. But I really wanted to renew our vows on our wedding anniversary, um, technically. Anyway, um, when we got married, our intention was to get married on our dating anniversary, but that fell in the middle of the week. So we got married a couple of days later, which happened to fall in 2008 on Mother's Day weekend. And we wanted to get to, I think our intent was to renew our vows on our dating anniversary because I think we regret a little bit not just honestly getting married on our dating anniversary. I feel like it's a little bit more symbolic for us because it it factors in all those years that we've spent together. And um, so, yeah, I think that that was something that was really important to us. And uh, we were just honestly busting our asses to make extra cash and do what we could to save up. Um, this had been honestly something that we'd been planning for over a year. And as it got closer and closer, there was just things that were happening in the background and we just weren't sure if it was gonna happen or not. And I feel like I, I the universe just came through. I honestly, I had just, more than anything else, I wanted that to happen. It had been something we'd been looking forward to, something that I believe that we deserve to celebrate after you know so many years. And once I finish this podcast or finish the life story section, you'll understand um, why that was so important to us after um, so many trials and tribulations, so to speak, within our relationship and being able to work through those things. And um, we only went for five days. Uh, it was a little bit shorter than I expected, but things, it, it, the universe just had a way of kind of coming through, I think about a month or so before. And of course, uh, we were just busting our asses trying to save up and, you know, have enough money. And, you know, it was still a budget trip. Um, for those of you who know, I travel a lot. So I try to find ways to travel on the cheap uh, without spending too much. And, um, 
yeah, it, it just seemed to work out. And I am just so, so, so thankful for that. And um, uh, we paid a videographer and a photographer in addition to, of course, the minister. We got a really great package rate, uh, which is pretty affordable considering we renewed our vows on the beach of Hawaii. Uh, shout out to Aloha Fun Weddings. They did a phenomenal job. Um, so that package included the minister and also the photographer and videographer. Just an amazing time. And it was a traditional uh, Hawaiian ceremony where the vows were in both English and Hawaiian. And yeah, it was just so magical. And for those of you who know, I've, I've always said if we didn't get married, uh, we got married in uh, South Lake Tahoe, which is a very beautiful place. But if we hadn't gotten married there, we'd probably have gotten married in um, Hawaii or probably got hitched. And um, what better way to celebrate than, you know, you know, the next best thing is your vow renewal. So um, it was just really special for us. And, um, you know, it took a little bit of, of planning and there was, there was a lot of stress kind of going into it, but it was so worth it. And as I said, uh, we went for five days. Uh, we rented a car through Turo which I honestly, I like a lot more than a typical rental car agency. Uh, we had a, a really great experience. The host was great, um, punctual, um, allowed us to extend our drop-off time by a couple hours. We didn't have to pay for anything. Highly, highly recommend. And it was more affordable than a typical car rental. Um, I think what I don't really like about car rentals in general is that they always either, they never seem to have the car that you picked out or that you rented, or they try and upsell you like quite a bit more. So this just kind of eliminates all that. You do it through the app. It's very similar to Uber. You put in your, your driver's license and in your information, you can book insurance, anything like that through Turo. Highly, highly recommend. Um, I'm not sponsored or paid by them or anything. Uh, we just had a, a great experience and I would definitely do that again. We also uh, booked a manta ray excursion, which was a blast. Um, we both were kind of sick towards the end of that. Uh, we were a little nauseated. <laughs> and it was a, a phenomenal experience. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Kona, uh, Hawaii, is the hub for manta ray snorkeling. And it happens at night. Um, and they take you out on a boat and they have you hold on to this thing that lights up the bottom. Um, I got a inexpensive GoPro dupe that worked phenomenal for what we needed for under a hundred dollars phenomenally, um, to record some of that footage. So that's going to be probably going up soon. If it hasn't already that footage, my, uh, Hawaii trip footage, it was just, it was great. Um, they took us out on a boat. I think it was around 730. It was super, super choppy. Apparently it's a seasonal thing. And as you get into like June and July, it kind of, the waters kind of calmed down a little bit, but it was super, super choppy. And both, I think my husband ended up getting sick a little bit and we were both like pretty nauseated at the end with the waters. I got kind of nervous because although I've snorkeled a couple of times previously, this was at night and the waters were super rough and yeah, so I was just a little bit nervous, and I'm like, okay, I need, I, I just, I had to admit, okay, I need some help just getting in. It was mostly for me just, just getting in. Um, I just felt kind of nervous to jump in. So they put down the ladder, and I just walked down the ladder, totally fine. They brought me over. Really, really cool experience. If you're going to Kona or Big Island, highly recommend looking into the manta ray snorkeling. I would recommend that you do 
a regular snorkeling tour first, like just like with maybe sea turtles or something like that, just the regular uh, snorkeling, because they do prefer you to have some snorkeling experience. So if you are interested in that, I'd recommend doing a regular snorkeling tour just to kind of get a feel for it. Because um, as I said, the water, it, it's dark and it was very rough. And so it was a little, it was a little unnerving at the beginning, but it was so well worth it. And I think honestly, that was the only tour that we paid for and then of course our vow renewal expenses and yeah so i think the last time we went to hawaii we had a lot more guided tours um this time uh we decided to do some self-guided things um we ended up driving i think it was like halfway around the island to see i think it was volcano national park so it was about two hours from where we were staying and two hours back so a really cool way uh, to see the island and being able to drive around. Um, so that's also why we rented a car this time. Um, I mean, if you're staying in like one central hub for a couple days, you may not need to rent a car, but I would highly recommend it just so you can see more of the island. And it was really well worth it. Of course, you know, Hawaii is pricier. I felt like eating out was pricier than it is even here in California where things could be even more expensive comparatively to maybe like the Midwest or the South. Um, so it, it was really, really nice, though. We, um, it was a tighter budget for sure. So I think what we did was we went to the ABC stores. We picked up some things for, like, breakfasts. We picked up some granola and some milk, um, some, like, things that we could maybe, like, eat at our hotel um, or Airbnb because we had, a, um, we had a little, like, portable electric stove and a microwave and a little kitchenette. So we were able to prepare some things at our, um, our Airbnb. Um, so that was really, that was quite nice. And, um, I think we got a decent rate. I think, I think it was about $800 that we spent on the, is it five nights, four or five nights, um, was the best deal that we could get. Um, and yeah, I, uh, we, we just had a, a, a blast. It was very, very magical. And, um, we had, uh, yeah, it was just really, it was great. Um, Highly, highly recommend. Almost didn't want to leave. Um, and I think next time we go to Hawaii, we're going to look into going um, to uh, Kauai. Um, I think that's the only island that we haven't seen yet. Um, we've seen the others, or at least the, the major ones like uh, Big Island, Maui, and Oahu. Um, those are the big islands. Those are all the islands that we've that we've seen so far. So I think... Kauai is one that we're maybe targeting next. Um, and as for trips in the docket, I am a little bit bummed that we don't have anything lined up for international this year. Uh, we have done quite a few uh, local, like or like I should say somewhat local, um, traveling down to Southern California, which is seven hours. We're gonna be doing that again because we're going to San Diego Comic-Con. And then we'll be going to um, Filefest uh, 2023, which is an X-Files convention in Minnesota, and that's in September. And then um, we're going to be planning to go to Japan and China coming up in February. And then my husband and I were discussing taking a road trip up to Vancouver, Canada uh, next June. So it's like a year from now. It's a little bit of ways off, um, but it comes around like really, really quickly, just like our just like going to Hawaii and renewing your vows did. It comes, creeps up on you. Um, so I think I can reconcile us not having any 
international trips this year because we do have a couple next year, which I'm really, really excited for. So after September, probably just kind of like keep it kind of like, like laying low a little bit. Um, and maybe if we can swing it uh, next fall of 2024, maybe we could try and go back to Hawaii because it's just a really great time. But we'll see. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of some of the, the life, the big life updates that we've kind of had for you. Um, I have my vow renewal or the shortened version of it over on YouTube. So if you guys want to check that out, it was really, really special. Um, and then we'll have our Hawaii vlog going up as well. And um, yeah, so it, it's uh, it's been a hot minute. Um, and I think, I don't think I mentioned this in my last vlog, but we had a couple of kitties follow us home back in February, uh, like mid-February. I think my last podcast came up in, um, in March. I think it was in March or the end of February. And, um, yeah, we had a couple of kitties, uh, claim us, which I, a couple of years back, I had put it out into the universe that I wanted, uh, some of our kitties to come to us, uh, organically or to find us, so to speak. And, um, cause that, that's never happened, never happened to us. And just one day, um, my husband and I were on our walk and, um, about halfway through it, we saw these two kittens who just took a liking to us. One was a little bit shy. He wouldn't entirely come up to you, but the black one did. And um, we would pet them and whatnot. And so we would, you know, we continued on our way. And we got, we lived next to a busy street. So by the time we got to our street, we kind of, we were kind of getting kind of nervous because I'm like, oh, we don't want the kittens to dodge out into the street. But no, they stayed on the one side where we were walking the entire time. We looked back a couple times and like, oh, okay, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they stopped. No, they followed us all the way home, and then we put out some food for them. Like, oh, okay, but I don't know. At that time, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that they were gonna stay. I just, I can't explain it. I just had a feeling, and I think they probably followed us for about a mile, and we're pretty sure they're brothers just because. They were about the same size, they stuck together, and they were not chipped, um, no collar, not neutered, so we took care of all of that a uh, little bit later on, but um, about the next day, they were gone, so I'm like, okay, maybe they went home, right? Um, the following day after that, because we're feeling a little bit bummed, they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's just not meant to be, right, okay? The following day, my husband said that they were outside. Uh, they were outside again, both of them. And they didn't stay too far away from each other, but they were just hanging around our complex. And um, yeah, so that it was the rest was history, really, from there. Um, we waited a little bit. Uh, we went to see if they had a microchip, no chip, as I said. Um, and so we're like, okay, they must be must be stray kitties, um, and we ended up, I think a couple weeks later, getting their neuter scheduled, because I think at the time, they were, a lot of vets and whatnot were pretty backed up, um, and so we couldn't get them in as quickly as we wanted to, but it ended up working out, we ended up getting them uh, neutered and fixed in March, and now they are a forever uh, part of our family. And it was totally unexpected, because honestly, 
at this point in time, we, you know, you may recall I had adopted two kitties uh, around July of last year. And I'm like, okay, I think we're good. Like, I don't want any more cats. Like, we're good. But how can you say no when they choose you, especially if they're a pair and they need to go together? And it's just like, yeah, I and this was something that like a few years ago, I'm like, I just want, you know, I just want cats. I just want a pair of cats that would find us this, that, that way. And ideally, I wanted them to also be related. Um, we had a macchiato and a mocha. And I also wanted a matcha. And so I, we ended up naming the tabby matcha. And then the little black kitty, I'm like, oh, I don't really know what to name him. Because I only thought of like mocha, 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 matcha, and macchiato. I don't know what to, I didn't know what to name the little black kitty. So my mom had this idea of like, oh, what about Boba? I'm like, you know, it's funny because that crossed my mind too. So then he, uh, you know, the, the, the little lineage of M's stopped and now he is a little Boba, which makes sense. Matcha, like a Boba matcha. So, so cute. They're adorable. They're adorable. It's, you know, my hands are full. <laughs> now you can see why my hands are full, but without further ado, I think we'll go ahead and get into the rest of the um, podcast. So on my last episode, we left off with talking about how I had gotten laid off my job and how we were barely staying afloat and renting our apartment in the Bay Area, just barely making it. And once I lost my job, like there was just no way we could continue to live there. And so we had to figure something out. And so we just kind of honestly, almost on a whim, we're like, okay, let's just move. Like, let's just take this opportunity to move. Like we can stay with my mom and, you know, get back on our feet, find new jobs, things like that. And yeah, that, that's, that's what we kind of decided. And initially it sounded kind of crazy because I honestly never thought I would move, but I don't know if you've if you've either if you live in the Bay Area or you have lived here, you know, if everything is so expensive, there was just no prospects of us ever honestly being able to own a home or anything like that, which we wanted eventually. Um, at that point in time, um, we thought maybe we wanted kids. That wasn't going to happen. Like we were just like struggling financially. We were like recently graduated from college. Uh, there was potential, but like job market was very saturated. Um, it, it was just looking very doom and gloom. Um, and so we're like, okay, let's just move. And honestly, we had a lot of family that didn't agree with our choice to move. And I will say that, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll say this as a kind of recovering people pleaser, you have to just do what's good for you. Um, because although valid and sometimes coming from a rightfully intended place, um, it is your life to live. It's no one else's. You have to make the best decisions for you. Only you know um, what you need and what your wants are. And, you know, sometimes you just have to take a leap. Like, we just kind of took the leap. Um, so we ended up moving out of our apartment, getting a U-Haul. We had a storage unit. Um, because my husband and I and my kitty shared a very small bedroom in my mom's uh, mobile home. Uh, and um, yeah, and so we had to have a storage unit. We got a storage unit, stored some things, and this was the intention of, okay, 
get back on our feet, uh, get new jobs. Um, at least that wasn't the intention for my husband. He actually transferred his job. However, once he transferred, he was basically on call and very, very, very part-time. And with the hope of becoming full-time, because he was covering for a co-worker who was going on maternity leave, he was temporarily full-time, and then dropped down to basically on call. So eventually, he ended up having to look for another job because basically every single day he would have to call in and basically be like, am I going to work tonight? And he'd work like the swing shift, which could be anywhere from six to like 12 or one. He never really knew what time he was getting off of work. Um, so he ended up having to find another job like later on. Um, and meanwhile, I was trying to make it off unemployment and since my unemployment was based on my job prior to the one that I had a, a couple months before um, it wasn't much I think it was only like three four hundred dollars a month which doesn't really get you very far um, so um, it took me about three months to find a another job I ended up having to take a part-time real estate gig where I was doing some social media management at the time and ideally, of course, I wanted something full-time with benefits, um, but I just, I needed something because that unemployment was not <laughs> going to really get me too far. Um, and I think at that time, unemployment was only for six months. I was already three months in, so I wanted to get something before that ran out, right? Um, so I ended up taking that gig, um, and then simultaneously, I ended up going through a temporary agency and getting another real estate-ish type gig. I think it was with a title company. I think it was with some title company um, or more, no, a mortgage company. It was with a mortgage company. And um, that was like temp to hire. Did it, I mean, I, I liked the video editing and everything seemed to go pretty smoothly until it didn't. And when I say until it didn't, I was working on a video at the end of the week and I had some pressing um, questions to, you know, for the, for the company owner that I needed to address. I couldn't reach him. I couldn't get a hold of him. I didn't know what to do. Um, and so I don't I think it was an email that was supposed to go out, didn't go out because I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure. I you know, I didn't want the email to go out without getting whatever it was addressed first. And so then that Monday I heard from the temp agencies basically saying that they decided to like let me go or whatever and i'm pretty sure it was part of that but also i just really felt like it wasn't my fault i couldn't reach i couldn't reach um the ceo i called him like okay i want to i need this address first i didn't want it to have something go wrong you know so i feel like it was kind of one of those i don't know you're damned if you do doomed if you don't kind of situations because i'm like i really you know wanted to get this addressed and i couldn't reach him so i didn't i didn't know what else to do um, I think I may have contacted the agency too, and um, which was fine. Honestly, I ended up finding something else, I think, shortly after that. I think it was like a couple weeks later. And I ended up uh, landing another part-time job um, with a hospitality company, uh, corporate, and they're in a corporate position doing social media. It was also part-time, and it also allowed the opportunity to work from home a couple of days a week, which was great. And so I ended up taking that position. So simultaneously, for about a month, I was working at that for the temp agency for the mortgage company and the real estate company. And the funny thing is, is that the owners of the both companies were friends. And they, they found out that I was 
working for for both or one or the other. It didn't seem like it was a big deal or anything like that. I had no idea. They just they knew of each other. So I guess it was kind of kind of a small world. And um, so I went on and ended up finding after that position ended, I ended up finding um, another position yeah, with the hospitality company. Never really told the real estate guys. I'm like about that the other company like let me go and I'm not sure because I ended up later on getting laid off from the um the real estate company I was there for like six months um and I was basically like the admin slash yeah social media manager person again working part-time help helping them with their listings and social media and whatnot so um yeah I mean it was great they were friendly great to work for um and I think they maybe just had some financial stuff or they just kind of, and, and I kind of had a feeling it was coming. I think I was working there that day and there were two brothers. Uh, one of them was like, oh, okay, you know, I have something I want to chat to you about. Like, let's, let's chat about it on the way to wherever they were going. And so I'm like, hmm, I don't know. It just seemed a little, I don't know. I just had a feeling. And so when one of them came back, that's kind of when they told me, like, they kind of gave me the news. They're like, oh, okay, well have some bad news, like, uh, decided to, like, uh, to, to let you go, and I think they paid me through the end of the week or something like that, so very generous, I don't know, I think, um, they just, like, their needs had changed or something like that, and they were more than willing to give me a great reference for my next position, so I don't think it was necessarily anything about I did or didn't do, I think their needs just kind of changed, um, it was just a new position for them, and maybe financially they didn't want to go, go forward with it, which was fine, um, and so I ended up, uh, going a little bit more full-time with my hospitality position, um, instead of coming in the afternoons, I was coming in the mornings, and that was about 30 hours a week. Initially, it was like 20 hours a week. And then after that, um, I'm like, well, you know, um, I'm no longer at my other job. I had, you know, my availability has opened up a bit. And so I, I went 30 hours a week. Um, I still didn't have, like, benefits or anything like that. I think you have to be entirely full-time to get benefits, uh, which was kind of a bummer. But I, I stayed on um, because one of my coworkers at the time was going on maternity leave. And I was told, you know, there's, there'll be potential for moving into full time. And um, it, was, it was a really great place to work. There was like themed, like, you know, like uh, themed cooked Fridays where I'd get free food, uh, work like a demo. And it was a position where I had to work in a, like a storefront and like the retail storefront um, for a bit. And I worked in the retail storefront for a bit um, just to get experience for a couple days just to kind of see like you know the retail side of things which I think is helpful for anyone who works in corporate to kind of get that feel of what things look like on the store level and so you know that was all that was all uh cool and whatnot um and I worked there yeah so like 30 hours a week um I ended up just staying there I'm like okay well I can eventually move in and I can move into full time um and long story short, that ended up not happening. I was there for about a year and a half, I think, before I actually moved into my current role. Um, but I think about six months to a year or so in. Like, no, it was about six months in because I was job hunting for about a year um, before I took my current job. Um, so I think it was about six months in um, where I think my coworker came back from maternity leave and... They kind of were testing me out, like, for her position and moving into that position. 
Um, ultimately, it didn't work out. Um, it was a bit of a bummer. Um, and I don't know. I ha- And I still, to this day, have mixed feelings about, I mean, it was, we worked with great people. I also just felt like I was being really underpaid compared to what I was making when I left the Bay Area. And I had a temp agency tell me, they're like, well, you know, here in the Sacramento area, like things are cheaper, um, you know, don't expect to like make nearly as much. Um, but, you know, only like a year and a half after I moved here, I ended up making what I made in the Bay Area. I got hired on a job making what I made in the Bay Area. Um, so she was wrong. <laughs> so at the time I was like, oh, okay, I guess maybe I'll have to settle for something less. But yeah, just a reminder to not settle to know your worth, even when it seems like from someone who's like a professional, like from like a career coach or a temp agency, um, they told me like, no, don't expect to make as much. And yeah, um, ultimately I had to make the choice to move on because I was getting paid very little. I had no benefits. Um, this was at like the time, like where there was like no vacation time, even for part-timers, no paid days off, sick time until later on where they had that mandated minimum three days of I think California sick time, um, and so yeah, that was uh, that was a bit uh, that was a bit uh, was a bit rough, and I remember when I got laid off from that real estate company, I had to call my husband. I'm like, hey, you know, got laid off. You have to come pick me up. And during that time, he actually had been, he had actually met, met up with a couple of his uncles. And he had to come back and get me, which was honestly, and explain why, which was really honestly kind of (laughs) humiliating. And to top that off, one of his uncles, I guess, later on that night, I don't know, I think he was drunk from what I heard later, like he was messaging me. And I don't remember exactly what was said. Um, It was so long ago now. It was like, yeah, it was like uh, eight years ago. But basically he... I don't know, made me feel like I wasn't as far as I should be career-wise. Like, oh, you're working for, you're working for, you know, a retail job or whatever, you know. I'm like, yeah, but I'm working at, at the corporate level. I'm not working in a storefront. Even if I did, like, why is there, why is there that judgment? And, and yeah, I mean, there was some judgment even for my own family, you know, in regards to that. And it's just like, honestly some of the retail jobs I've had, especially like when I worked for the car coffee shop, were some of the most difficult jobs I've ever had, like physically, like, and the most demanding. So I feel like people shouldn't really be judged by that. And it's like, you know, here I am, I have a college degree, I'm doing the best I can. I just, you know, I want to, you know, I want to try and uh, be working before I, I, you know, I find something better. And yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that, that was kind of rough. And, um, yeah, that was, I think I unfriended him on Facebook, and uh, I'm like, uh, it just wasn't cool. Um, but yeah, if you're in a similar position, don't let anyone discourage you or make you feel less than. Um, yeah, because like, sure, I was working for a retail hospitality company, but I was like at corporate level, so it's like, why? I don't understand. It was weird. Anyway, it was probably, like, more to do with, like, his own issues and being drunk at the time. Uh, whatever. It's, it's like, water under the bridge now. But, um, yeah, so my, my husband had taken a job with an appraisal company uh, after working for 
the trucking job that he was doing, um, which ended up being full-time with benefits, and that was great. This was while I was working part-time, and I think we managed. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, was, it was a bit rough. And, yeah, and so me, in the meantime, we were living, like, with uh, my mom and stepdad at the time, which wasn't, like, super ideal. It was a tight, kind of tight space. Um, it was different circumstances, uh, lots of passive aggressiveness and tension in the house, and old wounds that had kind of reopened. And, yeah, it, it was just, it was tough. And I, I mean, we had to stay with my dad for a week too after we moved out of our apartment because we moved out of our apartment, but my husband had to finish off his last week at his job before we transferred and officially moved and packed everything else up in our car with our cat and moved officially. And wasn't an ideal situation. As I said, a lot of folks were saying, oh, you know, you're not going to get paid nearly as much. You're going to, is the job market okay? And, you know, I mean, maybe it came from a loving place, but it um, was kind of discouraging initially. And um, I, I fast forward to today. I mean, we own a home and we both have full-time, you know, great jobs. So, um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I can't I can't uh, speak against that at all. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was kind of tough, um, and I I felt kind of like a little bit like not micromanaged, but um, I felt like we couldn't do a lot of things on our own, like on on our own. Uh, like sometimes mom would want to go too. Sometimes it would just be like, you know, we want some time just for like the two of us or to kind of get out for a while. Cause I mean, anyone who's lived with family, like, you know, like sometimes you just like, you just want some personal time. I think it's common for, for most people. And, um, yeah, so it's just different circumstances, like, you know, um, versus the way it is today. My mom lives with us. It's different, a little bit different circumstances. Um, but yeah, like, you know, she was in a, like a long-term unhealthy relationship, which factored into it. It was, yeah, it was a very difficult situation. It, um, we had opposite schedules and stuff. So sometimes getting up for work and, and, and just like, you know, being a married couple, like living with family sometimes too, is can be a little, a little challenging. Um, you know, we're all sharing one bathroom. It, yeah, it was just, it was, it was hard. Like, you know, I, but I was thankful for that time because it allowed us to get to where we are today, ultimately, to, you know, ended up, you know, a year later, we ended up moving into our own place again, uh, and being able to get back on our feet versus if we didn't have that, I don't know what we would have done. Because I mean, we clearly we didn't have enough money to move on our own, we had to live somewhere. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't I don't know what else we would have done, to be quite honest, or what else would have happened. Um, so I realize now, like, that was the necessary step to having things ultimately improve for the better. Sometimes you get set back. You take a couple steps back. You get set back a little bit, and you take three, four, five steps forward. I think that's how it worked out for us. Um, but ultimately, like, we we are glad that 
you know, I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, I'm glad that I got laid off that, that job in the Bay Area because if that didn't happen, we'd probably still be there. You know, we probably would be just depressed because we couldn't buy a house. Like, we'd probably be just barely making rent. Even, you know, if we had, even if the jobs quote unquote paid more, uh, the rent was astronomically more expensive. Um, when we finally did move into our apartment up here, at the time, although in the last nine years, things have gotten far more expensive, but at the time, uh, I think it was a decent one-bedroom apartment, no frills. I mean, we had a dishwasher. We had um, central heating and air, which most Bay Area apartments don't. Um, and if you do have it, you pay a premium fee. <laughs> it's a lug- it's, or it's a luxury apartment, and it's much more expensive. Um, it was 825 It was 825 It was a smaller one-bedroom apartment. I think it was like 650 square feet. Um, so about the same size as one of the first apartments we'd ever lived in, which, which was fine. Like we we're just kind of getting started again. Um, but the, the price was right. I mean, it was half of what we were paying in the Bay area for an apartment of exactly the same size. Um, yeah, so it was, it was basically like half. So it, it was well worth it. And even though we were being paid less at the time, I, I wasn't entirely full time at my job. Um, and we weren't making like quite as much money. So, um, it was, it was doable. It was like, it was still doable. Things were still tight, but it was doable. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a little, a little, uh, a little tough, uh, <laughs> push come to shove, but yeah, I think I'm going to end here with that. Um, before, like when we first moved and kind of got situated in, California. And, um, you know, during that first year that we moved, I also want to say we had put ourselves out there more than ever before. You know, my husband and I are, are, if you know us, we're both introverted and we made more friends, I think here in the first one or two years than we, I think ever have had in the Bay area that we've lived there for most of our lives. And, uh, we got started and for anyone who may be going through a similar transition, whether you're moving away for the first time or, you know, whatever it is, you're moving to a new place. Um, you know, although there's newer apps and whatnot now, but when we first moved up, we had, I think I had already been on meetup.com, but we utilized meetup.com to get involved uh, with group. I think we were pol- more politically active back then. We were in political groups. We, um, were in groups for folks in their 20s and 30s. Um, and we also used, I think, Craigslist Platonics. We're looking for couple friends because we're like, we're a young married couple. And so we're looking for some couple friends. And we had some really, um, some great results from those. So for anyone who is new to an area, highly recommend those. I'm pretty sure there's other things out there too. I think is, um, I think um, there's like a Platonics app. Um, uh, I know there's like one that offers both like dating and just like friendships. Um, if I think of it, I'll, I'll add it in here, but, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few different ways to become involved. And honestly, I think that the best way is to join groups of similar interests. Say you're a foodie, maybe you'll join a group that loves doing potlucks or trying a new restaurant. Um, we ended up joining later on a child-free group and, uh, the child-free group Honestly, that, that's like the only meetup that I'm still in today just because we're so busy, but I really love that group and I've been in the same group the entire nine years I've been here. Um, the Child Free group is basically of like-minded folks who have just decided not to have kids. And so I think it was about 
actually during the year of transition that we moved up uh, from the Bay Area, living at, I was living when we were living at my mom's, and I think there was just something that just kind of clicked, and I actually, yeah, I, I I think that was a big turning point for us because I actually had just. I'm like, you know, I, I, I was think I was about 25 at this point, 25, 26. And I'm like, you know, I, I really don't think I want kids. Um, and just because I think of all of the hardships my husband and I've been through, especially financially, emotionally and everything, I'm like, you know, I, I'm nowhere near ready. And I think when we first, you know, got married, got together, we're like, okay, yeah, we'll have kids by when we're like 25. And and as I got older and older, and I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like the get older I get, the more, the less interested I am. Like the the less ready I feel, you know. And I think that was a real turning point for us in a relationship because I then had to tell my husband, I'm like, hey, I I I really don't think I want kids. Um, and I had to let him decide, like is he okay with that or not? And, um, and I laid out the reasonings why, I mean, some were personal, some were also, you know, financial us as a couple. And I'm like, you know, I really, I really think that, you know, having kids like we just, it, you know, after all the financial things we've been dealing with and, and just a lot of other things, I'm like, I just don't think that it's for me or like, it would be great for us. And so it took, like, I, I kind of let him marinate that. I'm like, and don't, don't go in with the expectation that I'm going to change my mind. Um, I, it's just, because this is something that I just, it just one day it just kind of clicked. I'm like, you know, I don't think that that lifestyle is for me. And I wanted to tell him right away just because I didn't want to lead him on thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, someday I'll change my mind. You know, the, the age old saying, I'm 34 now. Um, and I, I still am very comfortable with that decision and I think it's the best decision for us and we are happy with our lives as is, but at that time I'm like, you know, I honestly was prepared for my marriage to end because, you know, in the, how many years that we had been together. So I think we'd been together for eight years at that point. Yeah. So we had been together eight years at that point. We thought you know, with the intention that out someday we'd, we'd have kids, you know, like everyone, like you get told, oh, you know, you'll change your mind someday. And just as like, we're getting older and he's six years older than me. So he was like in his thirties and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I really don't think that's what I want. And you have to decide like if you're okay with that or not. And I think for anyone who also might be listening, who may be going through something similar, I know it happens, you, you know, sometimes I mean, ideally, before you get married is, you know, the conversation that you want to have about, you know, how, you know, whether or not to have kids, how many, da, da, da. That's the conversation you usually want to have. But honestly, since we got married pretty young, we really did think we wanted kids. And then later on, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, and there were signs along the way. Like, I was just never really like a maternal person. I just never really had that desire. I just thought that oh, someday we'll get older and that's just what you do. Like, that's just the next step, right? And, um, but as I got older and I had more, like, influences in my life, just, like, showcasing, like, this is, like, you know, um, this lifestyle, like, is a choice. Like, you know, like, I have a choice, right? Um, it's kind of when I decided, like, oh, I don't think that's really for me. And um, I 
I told I told my husband like don't hang around expecting me to change my mind. You have to decide if you're gonna if you're okay with this or not. And I think a lot of it is you know we have people in our lives so you know sometimes maybe they never found they wanted kids but they didn't want they didn't find the right person and they just didn't they didn't want it enough to pursue like I don't know other avenues uh, like fertility treatments or anything like that and it just it didn't happen so I I told them I'm like you know you have to decide like you know if this is something that you're okay with with also being in mind that and for anyone who's at a crossroads deciding between the two choices you can either if you you know you let you love your partner and you do a good divorce because say one of you want kids because again that's something you can't compromise on um you have to look back and think you know what if what if you end up not finding that person you know what if you what if you end up leaving a relationship that was perfectly loving and fulfilling and you know, for some reason it doesn't work out and you don't want kids. You don't want to, you know, feel that regret. So I think it's hard. It's not, it's, there's kind of a gray area there. Um, because I feel like, you know, if you, if you, if your desire to have kids or not have kids is strong enough, you have to, de- you have to decide, um, you know, and, and decide like what's the best option because there's no, there's no going there's not really any going back from it. Like you could try and see if you maybe find the right person, maybe you don't. So either way, you're going into uncharted territory, especially for the person that um, that does want kids and you know they you know want to find the right person or whatever. And you know sometimes it, it, it sometimes it happens and it works out and it's great and everyone's happy. But sometimes it doesn't. So sometimes, like, yeah, like, do you want to throw away a perfectly like loving relationship into the unknown and, and then go out into the unknown? So I guess it just depends. Like, what what is really what is stronger? You know, can you live with? Well, I could be okay if I don't have kids. Like, because there are um, not fence sitters, but there are, there were folks who were like, eh, they're kind of indifferent about it. They're like, I can have kids. I can maybe not have kids. Indifferent. I think. My husband kind of moved into that territory until eventually where I think he decided he, he didn't want kids. Ultimately, he decided to get a vasectomy uh, and he chose that route for himself. I think as we both got older and realized the finance, the, like the finances that are involved in having kids and the emotional commitment and how much our lives would have to change. I think that's when he realized that, okay, he's like, you know, I think you're right. I think, it, you know, not having kids is the best for us. Um, it took him a little while to have to kind of go through that process and decide, you know, if he's okay with that. And um, ultimately, I was grateful because he, you know, decided that it was the best thing for us. And ultimately, he decided he wanted to get a vasectomy. He decided that, yeah, you know, kids are too expensive. And you know, he likes, he's a gamer, he likes playing games, and, you know, when kids come into the picture, like, you know, your your life just changes, like, drastically, and, you know, so it was a little bit of a happy ending. I know it's not that way for everyone, but I, you know, want to give, I wanted to add in that segment, because I know for a lot of people, that could, um, could be something that, um, you struggle with. And I think people can change their minds. Maybe you do talk about having kids. Maybe you, like I said, you do want kids initially and 
maybe that changes. And I, I can kind of understand why they say to get married when you're a little bit older. I can kind of understand because your brain doesn't fully stop developing until you're about 25, which was about the time that I made this choice. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I am thankful. I'm so, I'm so thankful. But at that time, I I was ready for my for my marriage to end. I I because uh, he really like we had talked about names and like and, and everything is just yeah. So um, I think this just goes to show that people can change drastically from you know the time they're younger until they're older. I think yeah, everyone everyone can change. Like I I feel entirely different than I was when I was eighteen. Like and. Yeah, so I think I, I can understand why they say to, like, wait until you're a little bit, like, more mature to get married. I can understand that um, at the time. Like, well, you know. But I also will say that regardless if you're in a relation, long-term relationship or you're married or whatever, um, you if you are with someone long-term when you are younger, you will either inevitably go one of two ways. You will either grow together or you will grow, grow apart. There is no other way. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of a lot of people, you know, when they're young and they decide they want things differently, I think it's not a natural course of action. That um, and assuming you don't have kids, you know, you can you get divorced, you move on, you, you know, with your life. But I think when you have a child young, or you have um, you're married and you have a child young, there's so much more to consider, and it's much more it's much different than if it's just the two of you and you decide to go your separate ways. So it's just, yeah, there's a, a lot more to that. And so I want to recognize that as well. If, you know, you're young and married and have young children. And I think, honestly, that was one of the reasons why it was always important to me, despite getting married young. I'm like, you know, I don't want to have kids until like 20, between 25 and 30. You know, I got married at 19. Like, I don't want to have kids anytime soon, right? Um, and so I'm glad I made that choice because as I got older, I kind of realized, okay, you know, and now at my current point of, of life, I'm like, I don't, there was no way I could have been a parent at that age. Like I was still, still like going through so much of my own stuff. Like there was just like no way. But now that I think about it, I'm like, you know, if, if we did have a kid, um, right around now would probably be an ideal point for us to think about it, but we don't. Um, but I think I've gotten to a point where now I feel like I'm in a place where uh, I could consider it, like if we wanted to. Um, but that's not something that we want. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine like if that was something we did want, like, you know, having kids like in their 20s. I mean, I was, I probably wasn't in like a place where I was mentally ready until I hit over I was over 30 at least um so I, with that said I want you guys take your time give it some thought you know you know like with with the, in regards to having kids and I, there's no right or wrong answer everyone is different and there will be people who will come in and say um you oh you know you'll change your mind or you know, what if, what if your partner wants kids or shouldn't you give him a baby or what, you know, there's all kinds of shit that people will say you're still young. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. And again, I want to reiterate, you will have to just do what is best for you and not just because society or family or, you know, 
different voices that are coming at you or telling you that you need to do something. And that's just, that goes with, that goes for everything. It goes for buying a house, having kids, any sort of decision you make, if you want to move, you have to think about what you want, uh, ultimately, uh, and live your life as authentically as you can, because life is short. Um, so I want to leave you guys with that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Ended up being a little bit longer than I intended, but maybe, maybe it was meant to be. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, until next time, I will see you guys all soon. Hopefully it won't be a long hiatus, but, um, I don't think it will, but thank you guys for being patient with me and I will see you guys next time. Bye.